0: This is the real secret of life, to be completely engaged with what you're doing in the here and now. And instead of calling it work, realize this is play.
1: Welcome to the Restore to Explore podcast, hosted by your soulmates from The Foot Collective Australia. I'm Jim Dooner. And I'm Mac Lyon. We're on a mission to empower humans to restore their natural health and function from the ground up so they can explore movement and life with freedom and confidence. In this week's episode, we bring you our first story from the soul, a new segment where we chat to everyday humans from our community about their foot health journey to hopefully inspire listeners as they take steps on their own path towards foot freedom. Janine Devery is our first guest. Janine has struggled with foot pain for more than two decades after suffering several injuries. The health advice she received along the way left her feeling disempowered until she discovered our barefoot community. Janine is now pain-free and reckons feet could be the secret to anti-aging. This week's episode is brought to you by the TFC Soulmate, your ultimate all-in-one restoration and exploration tool. Made from cork, TFC Soulmates are an eco-friendly, lightweight and durable mobility, balance and foot training tool. This nifty piece of kit can be used as a massage roller for releasing tight muscles, a mini foot roller for the best darn foot rub you can imagine, a balance beam for endless play, and even a slant board for incline and decline training. It also includes two toe resistance bands to help get those stiff tootsies stretching. Every TFC Soulmate comes with an in-depth online training system designed by TFC health professionals with more than 50 exercises and a fully structured program to ensure you get the most out of it. The Soulmate Training System 2.0 has just launched with a heap of new ways for you to move and play. Your Soulmate really is the perfect companion to mobilize your toes, feet and ankles, strengthen your lower body, improve balance, posture and alignment, and prevent and rehab common foot and ankle conditions like plantar fasciitis, bunions, ankle sprains, Achilles tendonitis, and so much more. Every order also helps reforest Australia by planting one tree. To celebrate the relaunch of our podcast, we are now offering free shipping Australia-wide for all Soulmate kits. To learn more, head to tfc-shopaus.com. You'll find the link in our show notes. Janine, thank you for having a chat to us today. This is really exciting. We've sort of just launched our, or relaunched our podcast. We've renamed it the Restore to Explore podcast. Um, a bit of a mouthful, the TFC audio project down under is what it used to be. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we just really wanted to essentially use this platform to not only share, I guess, health knowledge from the experts, but to get the perspective of people like yourself who are actually living through the the things that we are talking to people about through the podcast to give listeners a perspective and hopefully so that they can understand that, um, yeah, I guess they're really, they're not alone mm. in their health battle. But um, yeah, thanks, thanks for joining us and thanks for agreeing to have a chat.
0: Oh, my pleasure. I'm, I'm super into it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what we love well, can you sort of take me back um you're obviously the first one to share their story from the soul and mm. I wanted to sort of chat about when you first encountered the foot collective I think James and I actually met you yeah a couple of years ago at a workshop that, um,
0: yeah that's true um well I just thought I might just tell everyone like I'm 61 and I'm um, uh, not like a digital native, you know, not really comfortable with social media, but getting more comfortable. So I used to be a high school teacher or I'm a semi-retired high school teacher. And if people had told me I'd learned something from Facebook or Instagram, I would just say, yeah, sure, you know, or you sh- that's like laugh, you know, laugh in their face. But um, I discovered um the Foot Collective online and I just started reading their posts and um, agreed with a lot of it because um, it was proactive and that really appealed to me. And then I am in an online um, fitness community and I have an online fitness community friend called Kate and she and I used to talk about it and we both decided – that the feet were really overlooked in a lot of um, fitness programs. Um, And um, so I got, uh, she was the one who actually sent me the link to go to the um, workshop and I was really nervous because um, like I'm not um, an athlete, I'm just an older woman who's into fitness and everyone in there was like a professional athlete go to dinner or, or yoga teachers and there was me and i felt like oh what have i done but it was great it was really friendly and it, uh, and it was really open and everyone uh, was really encouraging and i sort of felt like yeah i'm in the right place They actually started off by saying, introduce yourself with your name and your spirit animal. And I was like, oh, God, everyone's like a lion or a dolphin. And I just said, I'm a magpie. (laughs) Just hanging around, flying around. But, um, yeah, it was funny.
1: That's what we love about you, mean, You're different. And you you, you say it how it is. And I, I sort of... I remember you coming to that yeah. workshop. Uh, I, that was my first ever workshop yeah. with TFC. James had been running them for a little bit before that. Mm. And your story was the one that stuck with us out of that whole experience. <laughs> and it was my first experience, you know, seeing Jim run these these in-person mm. events and to get a feel, I guess, for, you know, where people were at mm. on their foot health journey. And I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had a chat to Jim or James after the event and you'd sort of talk to him about yes. the situation that you were in. And Can you sort of explain what, what you said to him and I guess where you were at at
0: that stage? Um, that's kind of – what's was two years ago. It's kind of hard to remember, yeah. but I am kind of um, an extroverted person. Like I like to talk um, and understand things. So I think I was really trying to understand um, the feet strength and um, health because it's not mm. – it's um, on a lot of programs you look at, you'll see charts of muscles and it's got everything, but it stops at the calves. And um, uh, and so I really was interested in strengthening up my feet. And I was also shocked at how um, stiff I was. I didn't realise how stiff I was. So um, and I also think that might be a really important thing for people when you get older, you get stiff. And when you get stiff, I think that's actually why I had so many injuries, even though I was, um, like, I thought doing my best. So I I did talk to him a lot about feet and um, strength, and then, um, yeah, I talked to some other people there as well.
1: I I think what sort of stuck with me, and uh, you were talking to James about your previous experiences (laughs) with health professionals, and. Um, and you sort of, I guess we're talking about orthotics and there's yeah. something that you'd worn for a long time. And what I got out of what Jim sort of told me was how disempowered you felt. I guess you'd sort of been told that you had to walk around the house, yeah. even, you know, even around the house in your orthotics yeah, and I was. Yeah, you couldn't see a way out.
0: I was. And, um, so when I started to, um, I've always been a bit interested in fitness and health because, um, as my grandmother said, your health is your best friend and she's right. But I sort of thought a lot of people say that they're interested in their health, but they don't do much except talk about it and complain. And then um, and you get as you get older, like in your thirties and forties, your feet do start to hurt, your legs do start to ache. I had a job, where, you know, as a teacher, I was on my feet. I'd do about I don't know eight thousand steps a day as a teacher, and my legs used to ache and. It, I went to see my podiatrist, uh, especially after I had the injury, and it was like, you're a victim, you know, you're old, you're a victim, your feet – I've got a tendency to flat feet. You've got flat feet. You need to wear orthotics. And so I did for a while, like maybe a decade. But then I started to try and, like, walk a bit more. or actually started going to the gym when I was in my 50s, and um, I wanted to lift weights because – I don't know, as a contrarian, you know, like it was just full of men and I'm like, move over, (laughs) big old dogs (laughs) coming in. And um, because I teach in a country town, I know half the bloody gym and they're like, oh, shit, (laughs) teacher's (laughs) here, (laughs) better be polite. (laughs) Um, And um, I forgot. Oh, yeah, anyway, so I I started to get a trainer and um, they said to me, you know, grind your feet into the ground to really help lift the weight, take your shoes off, grind your feet, and um, that started getting me interested in feet a bit as well. Mm. So I went and saw my podiatrist and said, "Uh, can you give me some feet exercises? And he said, no, in my opinion, they don't work, just wear your orthotics. And basically I really got the impression, you know, F off and die, you know. uh,
1: (laughs) You weren't about to do that, though.
0: No, no, and I do think that as older people, um, I think some professionals look at you and say, you're yeah, too late. Or, yeah, and also, too far gone. And I also think the health system, which the Foot Collective has talked about, really buys into that victim mentality. You're a victim, mm. poor you, put the orthotics in, um, wear these really supportive shoes. And I was told, don't jump ever, don't dance ever, because I did do my knee injuries, both of them, while dancing. Drunkenly. (laughs) (laughs) well
1: I mean can you take me back then you you would have seen the the footwear industry change a lot over your lifetime can you sort of take me back like do you remember as a child sort of I guess you, you you probably spent a lot of time barefoot do you remember when you started wearing shoes and, and how that footwear industry sort of changed as you grew up? Um,
0: well, I was a, a teenager in the 70s, late 70s, so I wore a lot of platform heels and nearly killed myself running down the stairs to do it. And then I got cool and I wore a lot of Doc Martens, which you think are a good shoe but they're not. They're really um, heavy and they've got a... Um, they very rigid. Yeah, but I used to wear them because I used to go see bands and I liked to have... Um, strong footing on the floor (laughs) with it. Yeah. Um, And then I started working in my um, 20s and 30s, and I I used to work in labs. I used to be a scientist. And um, I was wearing what I thought was sensible shoes, which were um, it's kind of like, well, I don't know, can't remember the names after Doc Martens, but sort of more boots. I never wore a lot of stilettos or high pointy shoes. Then my Mm. legs started to ache, so then I started to buy They were called um, Rock, Rock, Rockfords, Rockford. Mm -hmm. I went to America and I bought all these um, uh, sensible running shoes type things. Mm. And then uh, in my 30s to 40s, my feet were aching and the shoes became like thicker soles even, bigger soles, bigger like nurse's shoes. I used to wear a lot of like nurse's shoes. And they've basically got a big thick sole and, Mm. and inner soles in them. And the
1: messaging, I guess, you'd sort of received was that that's what you needed. You needed the support and the cushioning yes. to, to look after your feet. Yeah,
0: and um, they do feel comfortable when you put them on. Mm. And I remember going to shops like athletes. Oh, I read a book called Born to Run. Oh, I don't know. Who. Mm. It was a great that yeah. book. sort of started to really get me thinking about barefoot approach. Um, for the people who haven't read it, it's a great book. Um, uh, I yeah, it's a
1: cracker. It's one we recommend as well. Yeah, um, we'll, chuck the, we'll chuck the information in about, about it in the show notes so people can check yeah, it
0: out. Yeah, yeah. Um, my father lived through World War II, so anything to do with World War Two always gets my attention. <laughs> and just the thought of the shepherds running across the, um, I don't know, the island to transport messages was really inspiring, I thought. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I think, you, you know, I guess the shoes that you've been talking about, yeah. like the Doc Martens, it was, it was something to fit in yeah. and, uh, you know, be a part of the trend. And they're still around today. Yeah. And, you know, um, I guess, did you ever feel then pressure to wear certain types of shoes? Like oh, yeah. s- societally, yeah. I, g- I guess you felt that need.
0: Yeah, I did. Especially as a young woman, like I wore um, platform shoes. I, wore sp- uh, I seriously got into music um, at one stage, and I used to wear the Winkle Picker shoes, or I'd wear the brothel creepers. Um, and shoes are a real sort of like, in my time, they're a real sort of statement, you know, like you'd go somewhere and people look at your shoes and they're like, you're cool, you're not cool. Or, you know, like, and if you wore black yeah. shoes and white socks, you were definitely not cool. And uh, it was just, <laughs> um, yeah, I did feel a pressure, but then. I don't know, when I got older, in my 30s, I suppose, I did start to want to look after my health, you know, because, mm. um, I don't know, it's better. It's better being healthy. It's bad yeah. being un- It's bad being in pain. It's bad, like, not being able to walk. It's bad I twisted my ankles a couple of times too, you know. So one time I twisted my ankles so badly they thought it was broken and it was just, you know, injured. But it's uh, – I just wanted – Did you ever – I mean,
1: I guess as you're doing these injuries, yeah. <laughs> probably, one of the, probably one of the last things on your mind, though, would have been – you, you know, I've rolled my ankles mm. several times playing soccer and um, mm. I think you never think it's the shoe. No. You always think it's your body's fault for what's happened. Yeah,
0: that's exactly um, right, actually. And when I saw the podiatrist, this the same one, because he put me on a walking thing to look at my gait – and he just said, Oh, mm. your gate's off. You've got, you know, um damage to your feet. You've got significant oh, this is the word foot pathology. Foot pathology. <laughs> and I did feel mm. like, oh well, it's it's defective. Um, I'll just wear everything that they say, um, and I'll do everything that they say because I want to get better. But because I'm older now and have gone through the cycle, no, oh, it's not right. It's not right. No. And, and what
1: what sort of conditions were you sort of diagnosed with? What were the uh, the markers that the the experts sort of said you had? Ah,
0: uh, they said I had flat feet, and they also uh-huh. the podiatrist he said when I walked he he didn't give me the correct term, but I think um, uh, my feet don't sort of hit the ground correctly. Like the they turn out, and he yeah, yeah they don't hit like straight. They turn out a bit. But Mm. I had, I don't know what you call it, but, you know, you're in your Achilles, runs down the back of your heels. I've got that lump Mm. as well. Yeah. So he said to me my ankle bones were not properly aligned and it wouldn't matter what I did, my ankle bones were not aligned, my feet would always not hit the ground properly and I would always need to wear orthotics. And I said to him, well, what about if I do some foot exercises? And he said, in my opinion, people don't do them and they don't work.
1: And you, you and you had plantar fasciitis as yes, well yes. for quite a while.
0: Yeah. So. How
1: how how long were you dealing you know with all of this and and uh, what was what did it feel like I mean I've never had you know real significant foot pain but uh, what was it like to live with it? Um.
0: Well. Uh, I've I've always even though I don't consider myself an athlete I've always been pretty active so I've had mm. jobs where I've worked on my feet uh, worked on my feet so. Um, I worked in the supermarket between 15 and 21 and I was on the checkout and on stop, my legs and feet used to ache by the end of that because I was just standing on a cement floor. And then when I worked in a lab, my feet used to ache at the end of the day. So, like, my legs and feet were actually felt tired and sore. And so you'd come home and I was pretty good. I would still, like, do sometimes I'd go swimming or do an aerobics class or something because I, I like it. But then it progressed to the stage where you'd get out of bed in the morning and every step was like um, shooting pain, sharp shooting pain going up your legs and ankles. And I'd walk about 20 or 50 steps and it would go away. But then I was starting to get that all the time, like sit down, get up, shooting pain in your legs. And it was sort of like um, it's kind of embarrassing. You know, you'd get up out of the chair and I'd have to kind of like brace myself for the shooting pain that I was going to have in my legs, and um, my, I didn't realize, but my calves were super super tight at the time, mm. and um, but somehow or other I just put up with it all and you know, would stretch it out or go to work. And then one day, I was out dancing, <laughs> drinking, and um, I heard my knee pop, and um, I couldn't stand up, my knee really swelled up, and um, I got like. I limped around for weeks and then it took them a while to realise I'd torn the meniscus in my knee. Mm. And then they said, right, you've got to wear orthotics.
1: And that was it. And that was it. And I guess at the time that probably felt like a life sentence in the way they were talking about it. It did. And
0: then I would get cranky and I would throw the orthotics out of my shoes because, I don't know, I just got sick of wearing them. And I'd be all right for a while, but then the pain would come back. Like within yeah. a couple of months, the pain would come back. Um, so then I put the orthotics back in, <laughs> and then I would take them out. And it
1: was this cycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then I put and so, and found the foot collective. So, yeah. yeah,
1: I was going to say. So, so what? What was sort of the the journey after finding us, and and, and what did you sort of start doing, and hmm. and what have you? Yeah, what have you sort of seen?
0: Well, I started doing it, and I do have a personal trainer. Um, uh, which I see once a week, and his name is Johnny Apps. And he was like, he went on the journey with me. He was like, yeah, because he's into boxing and lifting weights. And I think there's a bit of a, um, like the Foot Collective's not the only people saying this message. No. And so, um, uh, so I, I bought the um, barefoot shoes. I bought two pairs. Um, and I used to take them to the gym with me. And I would just try and walk around the house in the barefoot shoes. I never wore them out for about a year because I felt my feet were too weak to wear it. Then I started to have the barefoot shoes and I bought like a very cheap stall orthotic to put under my heels. Mm-hmm. And I would wear the barefoot shoes with a small orthotic when I went out. I walk my dogs three kilometres every day. And then um, I took the orthotics out. And in that process, um, uh, my feet just, um, they did get stronger. Um, They did improve. And now I have no plantar fasciitis at all.
1: And were you doing any sort of exercises along with the the shoes? I mean, any specific foot Uh, exercises, like uh, stretching, releasing?
0: Not really. Not for a year and a half. I just, because I was working, I've only retired in the last year and a half, and I was full on. So, um, oh, actually, i tell a lie. In the morning when I was getting dressed, putting on my socks and shoes, I would do some quick foot stretches then or some quick half stretches. But I'm talking two minutes, you know, like while I'm putting on my socks and shoes. And I did transition to those shoes. Mm. And, um, yeah, and my feet did get stronger and the plantar fasciitis went away.
1: And, you know, I think what you've just said there, while it was only a, a couple of minutes while you were putting on your shoes. Yeah. Every every little bit does count. Yeah. You know, that's what we found. And for for people who weren't doing anything yeah. beforehand to then slowly, you know, build that exposure, it's it's pretty incredible. And and you've done it the right way. Yeah. I mean, that that's sort of the one thing that we find when, when people go, Okay, well, I'm going all in. Yeah. I'm, going bare, <laughs> I'm going barefoot. I'm going barefoot. I'm buying the barefoot shoes. Yeah. I'm gonna jump straight in. And it's the same as when you first went to the gym, you yeah. wouldn't go and lift a 50 kilo no. weight on your first set. And if you did, you'd get pain. Mm. And so it's, it's the same with your feet. And I think, you know, that's a really key message to take out of mm. this chat is like, it's it's a slow process, mm. but to go from decades of pain to now mm. no plantar fasciitis mm. by doing the process the right way, mm. um, you know how did how did it feel along the way as you started getting that strength back? I mean, were you feeling oh, yeah. a lot more confident? And- it's
0: it's had a lot of um yeah it has had a lot of effects. So like um when I was I would wear barefoot shoes around the house, which was a big deal because before I would never walk around the house barefoot. I hadn't walked around the house barefoot for decades. I even had like what I call orthotic thongs. You know those thongs with the arch support in them. My feet were so used to being well-supported, that when I took walk around the house in bare feet without the thongs on whatever, it felt really uncomfortable. My feet felt really mm. cold and I think I had, like, baby feet, you know, any little um, imperfection in the floor I could really feel. Um, so when I first went out of the house um not in the like the normal running shoe. And I'm talking running shoes that I used to pay like two two hundred and fifty dollars for, you know, like good ones. Well good ones, mm. you know, like big expensive ones. Because I really thought you got to look after your feet. I was quite nervous. It was quite like and I I could feel every rock and every crack in the um on the ground. And I was looking at the ground a bit, you know. Um but then I got used to it. And then I noticed the way that my foot hit the ground changed. So before when I had the big, thick running shoes, I think I was just slamming down on my heels and just not just like actually almost like slapping the ground, you know, like just not much thought. And um, I noticed once I started wearing the barefoot shoes that my foot started to get into a bit more of a rolling motion so I could feel the heel and I could actually feel the ball of my foot sort of roll. Does that make sense? Or roll forward? Yeah. And when I noticed that, I was like, oh, that's pretty. It, I felt sort of like lighter on my feet. All of a sudden, yeah. I felt lighter. And, and I
1: think I that's something we pull yeah, like my shoulder that blades, interaction.
0: And then I was like, oh, this is better. I'm feeling lighter on my feet. I feel like I'm rolling. And then I started to like pull my shoulders back and actually improved my posture, I think.
1: And, it, and I think... You know, that's a big thing I've noticed. You know, I go for a barefoot walk in the, every morning yeah. now and, you know, wear barefoot shoes uh, 95% of the time yeah. when I'm not at home. And, you know, I actually quite enjoy the walking yeah. in them because I'm far more mindful when I'm walking because mm. I'm, I'm thinking and feeling and, and listening to that interaction with the ground. Mm. And those surfaces that you were describing, the cracks and the rocks and the bumps, you actually kind of look forward to interacting yeah. with different surfaces because your feet can feel them. Yeah. And yeah, you, you do. You feel lighter on your feet because that that pattern of walking, you're getting the exposure to load everywhere mm. as, as you interact with it. Um, and yeah, I, I've, I've found it just makes the whole thought of going out for a walk far more enjoyable because yeah you're, you're far more present with with what you're doing you, you feel very disconnected when you're in those cushioned shoes I think
0: yeah and I, I think part of the problem for me was the cushioned shoes I was just banging my foot down or slapping it down and I think that is what caused a lot of the knee injuries that I had later on mm. and now um yeah I think I'm walking better my feet feel lighter I roll and I know my posture is better and I I feel I don't know happy that that's happened you know like positive positive, yeah, and um happy and positive and like that's a big deal as an older woman you
1: know? <laughs> yeah i mean you, you've said it yeah. before to me but you sort of you do think of the feet as a bit of a you know maybe the key to, to anti-aging for a lot yeah. of
0: people. yeah yeah actually i thought that was a bit of an inspired quote that just came to me <laughs> because um i watched the royal wedding i mean sorry funeral and um I was pretty impressed that Charles walked all those Ks behind his mother's um, coffin. But there's no coincidence that, apart from Anne, who was wearing a military uniform, it's no coincidence that there was no women walking. They were all in the car because I was looking at their shoes and they're wearing pointy stiletto shoes. And um, it, I really feel sorry for Camilla <laughs> wearing those shoes because at least Charles is wearing a more sensible shoe to walk in. She's wearing these really restrictive shoes. And um, and, and I think age, apart from, like, your looks, is you sort of your energy, your sort of your life. And I feel like those shoes are kind of sucking the life out of um, um, oh, women in yeah. particular. And I have three daughters and one time I was with them down the street and there were some women, I'd say in their um, 50s or 60s, they had beautiful hair, they had beautiful nails, they had scarves, they were very well made up, but they were limping because they had on, you know, they probably had bunions or plantar fasciitis or something that you get with age. And um, I thought it doesn't matter how well-dressed you are, if you don't have health, you don't have anything.
1: It's very true yeah it's very my, my true. grandmother you know so and, I, and do you find do you find yourself now you know when you're out in your barefoot shoes do you find yourself looking at people's feet more, and more oh yeah i'm and-
0: obsessed <laughs> <laughs> i'm watching the funeral looking at the shoes and um um yeah i do i find myself looking at the shoes know.
1: Yeah. and does it astound you i guess how much of the outlier you are <laughs> Um, I mean, that's something I notice. I just it it astounds me when I look around. I mean, it's no surprise, really. But
0: no, I think I think barefoot's going to come in. I think it's going to be the new keto, (laughs) like um, because (laughs) I'm looking at some of the ads for other shoes, not with a lot of interest, but with some interest. Mm. And I'm not seeing a zero drop heel coming in. Yeah. And I'm also seeing in women's fashion shoes, there's quite a few older women wearing like sneakers, like um. Patent leather sneakers or sparkly sneakers or um, yeah. things like that, and I, uh, I think it's coming in. But I think just sort of ahead of, I just feel really glad that I found this. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's not just for you though. Like with your daughters and yeah. you know the rest of your family, it's one of these things that it helps everyone in your in your closer network. Yeah, I think. actually,
0: uh, my husband. Uh, I don't know, got posterior tibia tibionitis. I don't know what it was. And his feet were hurting. And he's just thrown the orthotics out of his shoes like a few weeks ago because he said, oh, you seem to be, you know, it's really worked for you. I can see it's worked for you. So now I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> and have you found, I mean, any tools in particular that have helped? I mean, I know you've, you've got a soulmate not too long ago as well. Yeah, and...
0: I've, I've got the soulmate and I think that's um, – really good um for um just fitness in general like so if you're doing a squat i sometimes will put the mate under my ankles because my ankles are a bit restricted and i can do a much deeper squat it really improves your squatting um yeah. i also like the mate for just doing a bit of work on balance because i just find that kind of fun and um <laughs> i also like um doing um the toe and the um Toe extensions on them. Now I've I'm I'm now becoming totally f- focused on toes <laughs> <laughs> in the feet because <laughs> um if you don't have big toe strength you've got nothing yeah nothing exactly if you don't have your big toe strength and that's the trouble with the shoes it pushes it all in and it weakens it so mm. and even like I'm not a runner I'm a walker but I sometimes when I'm super fit into it I can feel myself wanting to get up onto the heel or. Balls of my feet and push in and get that sort of spring, You know that.
1: Yeah. It's all yeah. sort
0: of working. It's kind of fun. Um, yeah. So I do believe as an older person, but maybe as an athlete, if you've got to stretch. Oh, no I never used to stretch enough. So the soulmate mm-hmm. really does help me stretch. You've got to stretch, um, and um, you've got to have a bit of strength to for anything. And I think you've got to have strength in your feet and most people don't have strength in their feet. So they get tired, their feet and legs ache, they're set up for injury. Um, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just underrated.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And I guess um, to sort of round it out yeah. after how far you've come yeah. and, you know, from where you were, what are you sort of looking forward to now with, with your your newfound sort of mobility and strength in your feet? Is there any sort of long-term goals or just, you know, whether yeah. it's just I, with the grandkids being able to move more? What, I, I what, don't what have
0: grandkids <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm not in a hurry for them. Um, um, my, I would like to be able to, I did do a walk with my friend Kate. I walked 12K the other week and that was well, a couple of weeks ago, and that was great. I would like to be able to walk, you know, 10, 20K, no problem, and I'm pretty close to that. So that's great. I really like that. Um, I would like to be able to, like, just dance and muck around without having to worry about hurting myself again because I do like dancing. I'm a terrible dancer, but no, actually I'm okay. I do like dancing with a few drinks. (laughs) Um, And sometimes... um, because I'm semi-retired, I've set up one of the girls' bedroom as a gym, and I do the exercises um, in the gym. And sometimes I have some friends join me, and um, I'm big on the feet with them. And one of them, she's like 79, because she's, uh, and she has said to me, "I when I get up in the morning, Janine, and I put my undies on, <laughs> I make sure I'm standing up and pushing into my foot." So um, I have core strength, and it's um, and we also have this sort of joke with the squats on the toilet, off the toilet, on the <laughs> toilet, off the toilet. So I'm looking forward to not going into a nursing home. That is what I am looking forward to.
1: And if you can help out your friends along the way, then you know all the power to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, thanks for being a. An advocate for it and a yeah. voice. It's it's just awesome to to have people in our community like you who, you know, if everyone in our community was was as passionate as you, we would be really making an even bigger dent than what we are on, on this sort of epidemic, yeah. I reckon. I think
0: some of my children, um, younger people think I'm a bit obsessed, you know, and I'm like, whatever. You know, your feet are if you can't understand how important your feet are, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that could I, be
1: our new tagline oh
0: yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah the other thing i was thinking of doing is um uh, uh, i might become like a live strong live longer kind of trainer there's a program for it and yeah. cool. so i might do that but i have to uh, oh, well, on technology skills
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got there today yeah. that's all that matters yes
0: yeah. yeah, so, <laughs> well thank
1: thanks so much for having a chat yeah. i think um I think that's covered it up. is there there anything else you sort of
0: wanted to say while you've got the mic uh well i think it's really important to have a community i really have enjoyed the foot collective community i was pleasantly surprised when i went there how um it was a positive vibe not a negative vibe um so and thank you foot collective and everyone that's been part of it so i think community is really important i think um, I've had some people go on the journey with me, Kate, Yay, Kate, and my and my um, trainer, Johnny. And I also think um, if I was going to say anything to anyone, like just ask, reach out, put that daggy post on um, Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and I, I, I've re- I. If I didn't have the community, I don't think I would have done it. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And
1: look, for anyone else listening, we'll put details to uh, that community group in the show notes of the episode as well, because yeah, that's, that's Janine's sort of, you can connect with Jean there, uh, yeah. Janine. You can have a chat yeah. with Janine yeah. there and share your story. And that's what we wanted to all be about. We, yeah. want it, we want people to know that there's support there. It's not just our small team here at the Foot Collective Australia that are replying to your messages or your posts. It's a community that's there who are on that journey with you, mm. you know, experts from all over Australia and the globe who are there to answer your questions. And if you do have specific questions about health issues, then, then send us an email or send us a message on Instagram and Facebook because, you know, we've we've got a network of practitioners now who are on this wavelength. Mm. We'll be able to connect you with someone local. Um, you know, there's just there's plenty of help out there for you. No one's issue or injury or condition is is too hard or too difficult or too much of an outlier. Um, And, you know, from what we've sort of chatted about today, today, Janine, there's plenty of hope for people out there regardless of where they are. Oh, yeah,
0: and also with my high school teacher hat on, if there's any young people out there, become a sports podiatrist because (laughs) the podiatrists that I've had access to in a country town are very old and conservative and... um, it's podiatry. Um, you can, you know, have a big impact, and it's another overlooked job. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yes.
1: Yeah. And we our uh, our sort of partner here in Australia, Andy Bryan, yeah. is a podiatrist. He's he's based out of Melbourne, and he's the head of what's called the Natural Podiatry Society. So mm. it's a movement to get more podiatrists on this this way of thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, a hundred percent right. Mm. Um, thank you, okay. high school teacher Janine, yeah. for that advice. Yes. <laughs> Well, thanks for having a chat, Janine, and yeah, we'll touch base soon. Yeah, thank you very much. It
0: was fun.
1: Thanks for listening to the Restore to Explore podcast. To stay up to date with all things TFC, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at thefootcollective.oz or on TikTok at thefootcollective. If you're ready to restore and explore your own natural function, you can check out our range of physical and digital tools at our online store, tfc Shop aus.com and use the code R2E10 that's R the number 2 E 10 to save 10%. You'll find all the links in our show notes.